Well, you're at the game and it's Friday night and you want to make sure that the calls are right. This is high school football rules. There's a hole in a fumble and an illegal pass. Now, what do you do? Cause you're the raffle. This is high school football rules. Well, sit on down and kick right back. You're going to listen to Luke and Matt. They're talking high school football rules. They're talking high school football rules. All right. Welcome back to High School Football Rules, the podcast for high school football refs, high school football coaches, parents out in the stands there who just want to know a little bit more. My name is Matt. I'm with my brother, Luke. Luke, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. We're here to talk tonight about Rule 4. Rule 4 is ball in play, dead ball, and out of bounds. Now, this isn't one of the bigger rules, but there's some major rules that come out of this and some major differences between high school, college, NFL. Again, our goal on this podcast is to talk nothing about the college NFL rules. We're not going to be those refs that say, oh, well, in college it's this, but you know, we're going to try to make it as much about high school refing as we possibly can and keep it to that. But sometimes it comes into play, and some of these rules will get into it. So let's get right into it, Luke, if you don't mind. So we've got 4-1, putting the ball in play. Article 1 of 4-1, to start each half and to resume play after a field goal or after a try, the ball shall be put in play by a kickoff. Yeah, no comment there. That's pretty plain and, I Pretty guess. plain and simple. Yep. Uh, again, it's high school. The kickoff line is the 40. Yeah. Unless there's a penalty. Correct. Kickoff line is the 40 unless it's a penalty. Kickoff line is the 40 unless it's a penalty. All right. And, again, the kick uh, in high school, the players must be uh, four on each side of the ball at least. Correct. Right? So you can have five and five or six and four or four and six, and they can only be five yards back. And they can't to technically touch that line, but let's not get technical. Right. All right. Article two, a free kick shall also put the ball in play A, after a safety, B, when a free kick down is replayed, or C, when a free kick is chosen following a fair catch, an awarded fair catch, the replay of a down which follows a fair catch or an awarded fair catch. All right, so a free kick. We got scrimmage kicks, we got free kick. Scrimmage kick means their uh, you know, nose guard and center are lined up on, against each other. That's a scrimmage kick. Free kick is when we've got the 10-yard lines between everything, right? Am I Correct. saying that correctly? Yeah, so our neutral zone right. is 10 yards in, in a free kick scenario. Okay, so after a safety, so the ball can be put into play. When we get into the kicking section, section six, we'll talk about how you can kick the ball off after safety. You can kick it off off a tee, or you can punt, which we'll get into that in rule six, but just remember after safety. Um, but after a safety, it's on the 20, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, so that's one. So, you know, again, these rules, it would be nice if they said some of that stuff, but they don't. So after safety, the ball's on the 20. Okay. So all of these, a free kick shall also be put in the ball play. All of these, are none of them go back. This is mostly like this is when the ball is going to be placed at weird, weird situations, not on the 40. So when a free kick down is replayed, that's probably after a penalty, right? Correct. Yeah. So if we... Uh, That'd be my guess. If we had a free kick that went out of bounds and the team elects to have the team kick again, it's still a free kick that's put in the ball play again. Yep. But it's probably not on the 40. It's going to be five yards up, five yards back. Right. All that but you're stuff. replaying okay. the free kick down. Yep. Yeah, tricky one. When a free kick is chosen following a fair catch, an awarded fair catch, and that's kind of big. We'll come back to that. The replay of a down which follows a fair catch or an awarded fair catch. Okay, so this is, again, this is the play where end of the half, 
team's going to punt the ball. They got a big win. They're punting from their own end zone. It gets goes about 30, 40 yards. The team fair catches it, and all of a sudden they're on, you know, they're on their 40-yard line. They got 40 yards to go for a touchdown, but there's one second left. The team, if the player correctly does a fair catch signal, it's an awarded fair catch, it is a fair catch, the team can line up, tee and everything, and try for three. Correct. It's it's still a free kick, so we still have some rules about you know if the kick goes in the end zone, the play's dead. But while it's in the end zone, if it gets between the uprights, after a fair catch is awarded, uh, you can get three points in high school football. It's just like a field goal. Yeah. You see that pop up on ESPN like once a year. It happens in some weird place, and so, yeah, it rarely happens. The only thing to be careful of here, and I know we talk about this when we get to six, is that it's a fair catch or an awarded fair catch. So if you have an invalid fair catch signal, you know, the ball's right there. This, you know, you don't get to do the free kick from here. So it, just make sure, put it in your head that it's a valid fair catch or an awarded fair catch. But if it's an invalid one, then don't go. Right, and, and also you get an awarded fair catch if there's a penalty for kick-catch interference during the play. That spot that you go to oh. after you enforce it, that's considered an awarded fair catch. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good nugget. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't put that together. All right. Article 4.1, Article 3, a snap shell, if elected, put the ball in play when a free kick is not specified. Yeah. So every other play besides these ones, we're having snaps. (laughs) Yep. Article 4, a snap or free kick shall be made between the hash marks. Yeah. Just you you can't go outside the hash marks. You can't kick from a yard off the sideline. Article 5, after being put in play, the ball remains live until the down ends. This is kind of a very simplistic uh, statement, but then ends up being pretty large. There's lots of ramifications, but for simplicity, four one Article five, um, it is what it is. Article six: the ball remains dead and a down is not begun if a snap or free kick is attempted before the ball is ready for play, or there is an illegal snap, other snap infraction, or dead ball fall occurs. All right, let's unpack this one. Sure. So, so again, putting the ball in play. 4-1, Article 6. The ball remains dead, and a down is not begun if a snap or free kick is attempted before the ball is ready for play. Yeah. This what happens, does that tell us? It happens more often with snaps, but let's just say we have a penalty, we enforce it, um, we put the ball down, uh, the chains are moving, we're getting back to our positions, but in the meantime, the, the snapper's gone up to the ball that everyone was ready for, it, and he hikes it before the White Hats put the, his whistle on, right, to make the play live. So they, yep. they snap it before we've told them it's ready for play. All it's saying there is that it, uh, it remains dead. They don't get to, like, because they snapped it, the ball doesn't go live at that point. It just remains gotcha. dead even though. So if there's, like, a penalty after that, I mean, like, every, every any penalty, I mean, it's just there's no penalty because the ball was never live and so you can't have anything. And So you have to kind of put anything that happened after that illegal snap, just throw it away and go back to that point and start over, right? Yeah, yeah and you can't gain yardage out of it. Uh, there's, I mean, the yep. ball just remains dead. Any fouls that occur are dead ball fouls during that little session there. Yep. Yep, an illegal snap, other snap and fracture, dead ball, foul occurs. So basically it's uh, first and ten. You know, you've got an illegal snap or another snap and fraction. It doesn't go to second and ten because right. the ball was never live. Correct. Because he had a snap and fraction. Okay. Four. Two. So that was 4-1, putting the ball in play. We're going to move on to 4-2. Dead ball and end of the down. Dead ball and end of the down. Article 1. A game official shall indicate the ball remains dead by sounding his whistle immediately when a foul occurs before a snap or free kick. All right, I'll let you, you're the white hat. I'll let you explain this one to me. Yeah, so uh, in this case, 
the ball is live, but we have something like a encroachment on the defense, a snap infraction like we talked about. All it's saying there is that um, you're, you're ending the action by a game official indicating that there's been a foul that occurred. Okay, but this also happens for, like, if we've got a kickoff, right? It's an infraction? Uh, infraction? We were talking about violations with touching and stuff. Violation, violation, yeah. yeah. But this isn't a a violation. violation. So if they are uh, encroaching on a kickoff, even though the guy, according to 4-1 here, has kicked the ball legally, it's supposed to stay live, we have a foul that occurred at the time we were making it live. So immediately we stop it. The ball doesn't remain alive. It goes dead by us blowing our whistle to throw our flag and stop the play. Yeah. Now, this is a safety thing. We can get into trouble as officials when we trying to be too over-officious and too safety-conscious, right? Like, I had, I had a play once where there was a uh, kind of a pooch kick uh, on, a, on a kickoff, and a player was about to get blasted by three guys. It was essentially an onside kick, but it was kind of a, a more of a pooch kick. So the guy's looking up in the air. He's about to catch the ball. As soon as that ball was about to be caught, I was going to blow my whistle and save that guy from getting knocked silly by three guys, right? Well, of course, you know what happens. I blow my whistle. Of course, the team that recovered it, they were down by 40 at the time. Um, so I have to go over, tell the coach, yep, you know, not only are you getting beat, you've uh, you successfully won your onside kick, but I blew my whistle early. So your whistle, it doesn't protect people. I think there's a, there's a big difference between trying to think that you're going to protect people um, versus uh, killing the ball right here. Like we want to be pretty pretty – pretty dead on with this one if, if there's a an infraction or a violation correct correct and uh we'll talk a little bit about how to how to work through that process in number three of this rule so okay four two article two the ball becomes dead and the down is ended a when a runner goes out of bounds is held so his forward progress is stopped or allows any part of his person other than hand or foot to touch the ground. Yeah, so before right, we get into two the exceptions, exceptions, yeah, don't let us go to those in a second because they really are different okay. plays. So the big thing to yep. take out of this, um, your your forearm, your elbow, your shin, your thigh, those are all things that are not your hand or foot. Even your head, your helmet hitting the ground, is a part of your body that's not your hand or foot. Those things cause run plays to, to stop because you are down at that point. When a runner goes out of bounds, when is a runner out of bounds? Can a runner hop one-footed down the sideline while one foot is out over the end line? Is uh, he he's oh, still in bounds, right? Right. He has to be touching out of bounds for his status to be out of bounds. Correct. Okay. Exception one: the ball remains live if, at the snap. A place kick holder with his knees on the ground and with a teammate in kicking position catches or recovers the snap while his knee or knees is on the ground and places the ball for a kick. Or if he rises to advance, hand, kick, or pass the ball. And then number two, the exception number two, or the ball remains live if at the snap a place kick holder with his knees on the ground and his teammate in kicking position rises and catches or recovers an errant snap 
and immediately returns to his knee or knees to the ground and places the ball for a kick or again rises to advanced hand kick or pass the ball. All right. So these are both. This is so we just talked about what things put you down. If you have the ball, your knees touching the ground, you're normally the ball is dead. These two exceptions are specific to field goal plays and try plays where we have that kicker, you know, back there ready to kick the ball for a score attempt. And that guy's knees on the ground, but he's touching the ball. So it goes kind of against what we just said in Article 2. But for these special teams plays, we allow the ball to remain live in player possession with their knee on the ground because they're holding it there. So this is what allows you not to stop the ball when the guy's holding for a field goal. Yeah, and there's a note here that says the ball becomes dead if the place kicker if the place kick holder muffs the snap or fumbles and recovers after his knees have been off the ground and he then touches the ground with the other with uh, other than a hand or foot while in possession of the ball so this is just i mean it's one of those things where you kind of you know it when you know it if a guy goes up and you know he comes off his knees comes right back down you know that that's that but if he's around there fumbling around and trying to get it and he's got a turnover on his rear end and then comes back and tries to Put it down, you know. He's down, he's just down again. The play will happen naturally, where just the timing of the play will be that a kick won't get off. But it's kind of one of those things where you know it when you know it, right? Yeah, yeah. So your guy holding the ball, he can catch the snap and put the ball down. He can, uh, if it's a bad snap, that's high. He can rise up off his knee, catch the ball, go back down. It stays live. But if he's trying to get possession of it, he muffs it. It hits the ground, and then he's grabbing the ball. We put him down at that point. Um, so it's just gotcha. a matter of what he can do to keep the ball alive in this specific situation. Article 2B says the ball becomes dead and the down is ended when a live ball goes out of bounds. Article 2, the ball becomes dead and the down is ended when C, when any forward pass, legal or illegal, is incomplete or is simultaneously caught by opposing players. So there's a couple little nuances here, but I'll let you unpack it, then I'll ask a question. Yeah, so when any four passes uh, incomplete, it's pretty simple. The ball hits the ground, ball's at that point, clock was running until it actually hits the ground. The second part of it is a, a play that is very difficult to actually see, but if we ever had opposing players, both of them get their hands on the ball, they both possess at the same time, even though they're both standing up, we don't let that play continue. We have simultaneously caught and possessed a ball. The ball is dead at that point. Okay, so then you blow the whistle and just say, you know, simultaneously possessed. I don't know if I've ever seen this, but I could see where it would potentially happen. Um, I guess nine times out of ten, you probably wait a second or two and somebody ends up ripping the ball out, right? And somebody ends up possessing it. But there could be something down in the goal line or something where, yeah. And in this case, when we have simultaneous, it the, by, def, by, uh, by default, it goes to the offense. So you kind of like let the offense get the ball. If he's not really the one in possession... I mean, if, they, if the defender really comes out of it. And there, there's a couple things about making a catch we'll get into at a later point, but, you know, this is saying their feet are down at the same time, their hands are out at the same time. It's like yeah. the play at first base in baseball. That, that runner's foot and that uh, ball hitting the guy's glove, it's near impossible for those to be simultaneous. So really yep. you want to go to, uh, I guess it's kind of, it benefits the offense. They usually kind of get the, the default uh, benefit of the doubt. But... Uh, Pick one, yeah. you know, whoever got it first. Yeah. The ball becomes dead and the down is ended. D, when any legal free kick or scrimmage kick, one, which is not a scoring attempt, or which is a grounded scoring attempt, breaks the plane of ours goal line. 
or two, which is a scoring attempt, while in flight touches a K player in R's red zone, or after breaking the plane of R's goal line, has apparently failed. It's not uh, R's red zone, it's R's end zone. R's end zone. Cripes, i got to work on my reading. Okay, so R's end zone. So let's go with one first, which is not a scoring attempt, or which is a grounded scoring attempt, breaks the plane of R's goal line. So basically, uh, a punt or a try. Right, any well, anything basically, or a field if, goal. So that's still a scrimmage goal, kick, yeah. but it's it's hit now the kind of the ground in beyond the goal line. So it's not yep. no, it's no longer going to score, is what they're saying there. Yep, and the ball again. The ball is the ball is the ball is the ball. So if a guy's in the end zone and the ball's rolling down towards the one yard line, if he's in the end zone, the ball is not in the end zone. It doesn't matter if he touches it or not. It's the ball is the ball is the ball. It's not the. It's not like the NFL where the guy, you know, is, has to keep his feet outside of the end zone too. Correct. Yeah. In, in this uh, rule set, you could stand in the end zone, reach out beyond the goal line, touch the ball, and the ball will stop there. As long as that ball never gets to that goal line, the ball yep. is is not in the end zone. Okay. So then now number two, which is a scoring attempt while in flight touches a K player in R's red zone. So basically, I. I playing like devil's advocate here you've got a k player who's going to go down and all of a sudden he's a volleyball setter and he's just going to set it you know the the kick's going to be short but he's just going to be in the end zone he's going to bat it through right so if it touches that k player in the end zone i mean it's it's down yeah and it finally makes sense here so the exception to this rule talks about we'll go ahead and read it and then we'll talk through what number two is in there for exception if a scoring attempt kick touches an upright crossbar or a game official or our player in the end zone and carooms, that's a word I haven't used very often, carooms through the goal, the touching is ignored, and the attempt is successful. So basically anybody but K, right? Correct. So And carooms is the way we say that one. Carooms, not carooms. Carooms. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So this is, uh, it, it could, you could have a field goal in flight. It could be in the end zone officially. It could bounce off uh, our player, uh, hit off his helmet, and then go up and in through the uprights and score. It could hit... Uh, the back judge who or the umpire, maybe he wasn't back there not paying attention. Anyway, it can touch anyone from R or officials or the uprights and still score. Uh, but if you have your setter there, you have a K player who is also a volleyball star, tries to knock the ball up and in through the goalposts, it's dead at that point. So that whole yeah. rule number two is just so you can't have someone from your own team knock the ball through the end zone after you kick it. Article two, the ball becomes dead and the down is ended. E. When any loose ball one is simultaneously caught or recovered by opposing players. Yeah, here let's talk about that one. So it's similar to the the pass in flight, but now we have a loose ball like a fumble or something, and two players grab it at the same time. Uh, ball's dead at that point too. Uh, two is on the ground, motionless, and no player attempts to secure possession. Rarely see it. Probably see it more on punts than anything. Um, as soon as it, you know, again, this is a clock issue more than anything for the back judge. Is you know the kick. It's ended. It's just sitting there. But the guys, maybe they're trying to let the clock run out or something, so they're just not touching it, not touching it. As soon as the ball's dead, it stopped rolling. Just blow the whistle. That's when the clock should stop. Yep. All right. Three, touches or is touched by anything in bounds other than a player, substitute, replaced player, a game official, the ground, or unauthorized equipment. In this case, the ball will be put in play in accordance with the procedure for an inadvertent whistle, as in 4-2-3-B. So basically, I'm going to just maybe try to make this as dumbed down as possible. A dog runs on the field, catches it, 
in his mouth. He starts running for it. Ends up, no, it's, you know, it's down right there, and we just replay the down, right, to go back to the previous spot. Correct. That, or you have that uh, the toddler who has been watching football with his dad on Saturdays, and he runs out there and grabs the ball for some reason. Anyway, the ball's just dead at that point. Gotcha. All right. F, the ball becomes dead, and the down is ended. When the kickers catch or recover any free kick anywhere. When the kickers catch or recover any free kick anywhere. And when the kickers catch or recover a scrimmage kick beyond the neutral zone. And when the kickers are first, i.e. before any touching by the receivers, to touch a scrimmage kick after it has come to rest beyond the neutral zone between the goal lines. So this is just a big overarching rule. The kickers cannot advance the ball once it's gone over the the neutral zone. Correct. Correct. If you're at a scrimmage kick, if the ball goes beyond the neutral zone and K touches it or recovers it, they cannot advance it. You know, however they get it. You know, that might be muffed or whatever. It's not possessed by R yet. It's still just bouncing around back there. R may have touched it so that K can recover it, but they cannot advance it. On a kickoff, onside kick, the kicking team runs down. All of a sudden, you know, they get the ball. They can't grab it and just keep running and go for it. The ball is dead right there. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, and really the way if you want to, this lays out all the things that makes it dead, but you can say during kick plays, unless it's a scrimmage kick behind the line of scrimmage, yep. when K possesses it, they can't advance it as long as it's a kick play. Yeah, so the ball crosses neutral zone, it's dead. But again, you know, we'll talk about it in kicking. Uh, kicker boots it into the into a, uh, into the center. It's rolling around back there. It hasn't crossed neutral zone yet. K can pick it up and run. That's legal to pick it up and run. Um, let's see. G, the ball becomes dead following a valid or invalid fair catch signal given by any R player when a scrimmage kick or free kick is caught or recovered by any R player beyond, in, or behind the neutral zone. Yeah, so if someone on your team is asking for a fair catch, the protection that comes with, whether they're the one who gets it or not, your team has um, given up the right to advance the ball anymore. So it's just yep. it doesn't have to be you doing it. If someone else does it too and then you possess the ball, you don't get to advance anymore because you kind of said uncle by uh, doing your fair catch signal. H, the ball becomes dead and the down is ended when any score occurs. Fairly simple. Putting points on the board, it's, the ball's dead. All right, I, during a try, again, what's a try? Try is an attempt for uh, points after a touchdown. After a touchdown, okay. If B secures possession or as soon as it is apparent the kick has failed to score. So B, uh, kicking team is going for a one point on the try. It gets blocked. R cannot run that back for the one point. It's just dead right there. Kill well, the ball. Correct. Kick. And it's even if it, like we just talked about the ball staying behind the neutral zone on scrimmage kicks, if it's a try here and they, the ball is kicked, it hits the center, once the kick has failed, is what this is saying, you can't advance try. anymore on a try. So a that, try. you don't get to, to continue the play like you would in other situations on tries. Yeah. So let's just let's play devil's advocate here because the rule book ends up getting into this stuff. We've got 15 penalties, and they're going for a try from their own two-yard line, and the ball snapped, and it's uh, rolling around back there. R cover, recovers it in K's end zone. There's no points there either because they cannot – yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just on, on a try. There's no way R can score on a try. 
Gotcha. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to get to. All right. That's the best way to put it. On a try, there's no way R can score. Yep. All right. The ball becomes dead and the down is ended when a game official sounds his or her whistle inadvertently. K. When the helmet comes off. When the helmet comes completely off the runner. Yeah. So uh, we don't let him continue and, and put himself in harm's way by getting tackled and colliding with a bunch of guys who do have helmets on. If the guy who's advancing the ball's helmet comes off, plays dead right there, we stop everything. Safety thing again. How about if a old lineman's helmet gets tossed off? I mean, one, it probably is a penalty, right? You should probably have a penalty on that because how did his helmet come off? I mean, there might be reasons not, but it probably got thrown off by the defense. But you don't you don't kill the clock then, do you? Uh, no, unless not unless it's he's the, the runner, runner, right? Yeah, so, yep. it's um, only so yeah, the runner. I it just... happens there, and he's supposed to essentially stop playing at that point too. There's some other safety rules about continuing to to give effort after your helmet comes off. But he, once his helmet's off, he has to kind of stop, and then no one else can touch him either. There's some rules around that. Okay, and the final one, L. Uh, when a prosthetic limb comes completely off the runner. Article 3 of dead ball in the end of down. Article 3, an inadvertent whistle ends the down. Inadvertent whistles are administered as follows. A, the down shall be replayed if during a down or during a down in which the, the penalty for a foul is declined, an inadvertent whistle is sounded while a legal forward pass or snap is in flight or during a legal kick. Yeah, so if we, we have a pass play and someone blows it dead because... They thought they, they, they went with the uh, the play action and thought the runner got uh, hit. If the ball's loose after that guy has, has passed it, you automatically just go back and replay the down from the previous spot. There's no potential advance or anything, or you don't give him an option back where he was throwing from. Big one for A is that the the forward pass or snap is in flight. You remember that. Okay, B. The team last in possession may choose to either put the ball in play where the possession was lost or replay the down if, during a down or during a down in which the penalty for a foul is declined, an inadvertent whistle is sounded while the ball is loose following a backwards pass fumble, illegal forward pass, or illegal kick. Yeah, so this is now no longer kind of back behind the line of scrimmage. We have gained yardage, and then maybe the, the ball was fumbled and we have an inadvertent whistle at that point. We will allow the team who was in possession before the fumble to take it where they had gained yardage to. This is why we have beanbags down, right? Part of our mechanics is when there's a loose ball, a fumble, we throw a beanbag down. This is why we would use that possibly. If it, we do have an inadvertent whistle, one of the options for enforcement is to give them the ball with the yardage they gained while before the ball came loose. Gotcha. Okay. C. The team in possession may choose to either accept the result of the play at the dead ball spot or replay the down if, during a down or during a down in which the penalty for a foul is declined, an inadvertent whistle is sounded while the ball is in player possession. Yeah, so uh, just think about uh, you have a run play around one wing. They gain 20 yards, and we have an inadvertent whistle again because we thought the ball was back in a pile or something back by the line of scrimmage. They can take where that, like when you blew the whistle, where they were, they can take yeah. that as an option. They don't have to go back and replay it. Yeah, so it's basically saying, look, you, you were there. We killed the play. Our bad. You know, we'll at least give you to where we, uh, you know, blew the whistle to well, stop. And, again, the, the, the sacrifice that they have to give up at that point is that, you know, maybe it was second down and 30 and now it's third down and five or whatever that ends up being. The down counts if you take it up there. If you want to yeah. replay the down, you got to go back to the previous spot. 
Gotcha. So you can replay the down or take the result Correct. if you are in possession. D, the penalty shall be administered as determined by the basic spot and takes precedence over inadvertent whistle administration if, during a down, a live ball foul occurs prior to the inadvertent whistle and the penalty is accepted. Okay, we'll get deep into basic spots at some point here. But really what this means, let's just say uh, there is a run play and the basic spots essentially allow you to say where you're going to enforce it from. You know, there's a flag on the ground. If it's in advance of where the run play ended, you would go back to where the, the run play ended. If you had ran past it, and the flag is behind where the run play ended, you enforce from the spot of the flag. Yep. Basic spots just help us figure out where we're going from. And all this is saying is that if we have if we have a live ball, the basic spot um, enforcement procedure for accepting a foul takes precedent over either previous spot or inadvertent whistle dead ball spot. You can still yep. enforce the penalty using the basic spot principle is essentially what this is saying. Yeah, and we and we do we we will dive into basic spot at some. It's probably be its own. Yeah, and maybe maybe I'll try to simplify it. Say it this way: if we have a foul that occurred during a play before an inadvertent whistle, and we're going to enforce it, we're going to do it the same way we would anyway. We're just not going to go from the inadvertent dead ball spot or the previous spot anymore. We're going to yeah. enforce it just like we were supposed to anyway. Gotcha. Okay, that's the end of four two, four three. Out of bounds and inbound spots. Oh, this is the fun stuff, especially for the wing guys. Yep. Article one, when a loose ball goes out of bounds, the out of bounds spot is fixed by the yard line where the foremost point of the ball crossed the sideline. When the ball becomes dead in the field of play because of touching a person who is out of bounds, the out of bounds spot is fixed by the yard line through the foremost point of the ball. In this case... Uh, if you're running out of bounds, the, the out-of-bounds spot is where the ball was when you got out of bounds. If you have a player who's out of bounds because his foot's out of bounds, just one foot's all we need, his toe is out of bounds at the 20-yard line, he reaches forward to a ball that's in play at the 24, the spot is at the 24, not at the 20 where his foot is back behind him. That's what this yep. is saying. Yep. Yeah, so that, I mean, I think people get, uh, you know, it's easy to say... You know, guys running down the sideline or players running down the sideline, and you could see that he stepped out on the 32-and-a-half-yard line. You're like, yep, the ball's all right there. But if he is literally reaching out and, you know, the guy's got long arms and he's two, two yards ahead for some reason, um, you know, it's where that ball is when he steps out. Well, it's, so, so here the, the start of this is where it crossed. So if it's still in play and he's reaching out, then it's where it is. If he's yep. in, his, in it, let's just say it's on his other side and it crossed like a yard before his foot stepped down, it's where it crosses the sideline. So inbounds, it's where the foremost point is when you touch out of bounds. If the ball goes out of bounds that side, it's wherever it crossed on its way out. Okay, interesting. Where it crossed, so, I mean, this comes into play on uh, goal line plays. So let's let's just talk through this really quick. All right. So if I'm running down, I'm, 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 let's, I'm going to try to set it up. I'm on the right side of the field. Okay. So the right side is out of bounds. The left side is in the field of play. I'm carrying the ball in my left hand. If you can picture it. Yep. Okay. I'm running. I'm going to try to get to that goal line. I'm about to be tackled on the one. I reach the ball out. Or let's say on the five, I reach the ball out. I get bumped out on the three yard line, but the ball's on the two yard line. 
right? The ball remains at the two-yard line. Correct. So whenever you touched out of bounds, when you got bumped, wherever the ball was in play at that point, that's the foremost point of the ball, that is where the next play will be from. That's the yard line we're using to to how far you advanced it. Now, here's the one I always get bungled up on, all right? Same same situation. I'm running down the field, right side, but I'm carrying the ball on the right side now. I'm prima donning it. I'm holding the ball one hand and palming it. The ball's out of bounds, if you can picture it. I'm holding it straight out out of bounds, but I'm still running. I'm still in play. So the ball is technically out of bounds, let's say, on the 20, but I'm running, 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 running. Then I get bumped out at the three-yard line. Gosh, you might have found a little hole in the rule book here, Matt. Uh, it's actually still yeah. imbalanced, even though you're carrying it over there. But it's yep. when you cross, it's where the ball cross. So it's I'd put yeah. it even with you when you get knocked out of bounds. I th- right. I don't yep. think the language covers you holding it out of bounds. It's more for I'm running at the sideline trying to get around the end. If it's on my right side as I'm trying to go around that side, the ball's yep. actually behind me. I could step down, and the ball could actually be a half yard behind me. If it's yep. on the other side, it could be a half yard in front of me. That's more what they're trying to cover with this rule. Gotcha. Article 2. When the out-of-bound spot is between the goal lines, the ball shall be put in play at the nearest inbound spot unless a forward pass is involved. Yeah, so, they... so so if the, if the player makes a run, he goes out of bounds, you essentially bring it inbounds, exactly like we said in Article 1 here, wherever that forward point was. Uh, the, the kind of end of that little piece is, if there was a forward pass involved, so you throw the ball five yards out of bounds forward, no one caught it, that comes back to the previous spot. So it doesn't, just because it's out of bounds up there, it doesn't mean you get to keep it up there. I think I know what they're talking about here. You're running, you're trying to gain 10 yards, you're five yards in, you're going to get tackled, you throw the ball forward. That's technically a forward pass, right? It's not a lateral. Correct. It's not, you know, it's an illegal forward pass, but well, it's technically a forward pass. You, you don't get the ball thrown out of bounds right there right if it goes out if it hits the ground first if it's a legit fumble let's just say we have we have another issue because uh that's an illegal forward pass if you're doing that too so there's a foul involved there um yeah i mean i i I think they're talking i think we're going to need our i think we're going to need our listening audience to help us out with this (laughs) one or we're going to have to come back next week and uh and clean this one up you bet so this is the problem with the rules there we go. Okay. Uh, let me just continue this one. Article 2, the second part of this is, if the out-of-bound spot is behind a goal line, it is a safety, field goal, or touchback. Okay, so safety or touchback, those are easy. If It's a, it's a field goal. If the out-of-bound spot is behind the goal line, it is a safety. So, yeah, it's either safety, a field goal, it was good, yep. or it's a touchback, uh, meaning – no good yeah and we'll talk more about uh, what makes a safety a field goal or uh, uh, touch safety and touchback are the ones we'll talk about a bunch when we get into the scoring section yeah all right if the ball touches a pylon it is out of bounds behind the goal line which basically just means it's a touchdown or it's a safety right yeah it means the pylons out of bounds is what this is really saying yeah but it's still considered dead in the end zone correct Right. Yeah, if it's touched so that, it's, a, it's dead in the end zone. I mean, it's just because it's not the ground. This this thing sticking up here is also dead and in the end zone is what this is saying. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, Article 3. When a runner goes out of bounds, the nearest hash mark is fixed by the yard line through the foremost point of the ball at the time the runner crosses the plane of the sideline. So this is basically just saying I run out of bounds at the 50. I'm going to bring the ball 
set it in play on the hash marks on the 50 because that's the yard line correct it's, it's the hash the mark closest to the sideline you went out of bounds on yep okay article four when the ball becomes dead between the hash marks between the hash marks now play is resumed at the dead ball spot unless it is a legal forward pass incompletion in which case the ball is returned to the previous spot. So this is basically saying you're outside of the hashes, you're going to bring the ball back in to what other ha- whatever the closest hash is. And that's pretty obvious. But if it's in between the hashes, let's say you're three yards in, I mean, the ball, you want to, as the umpire, you want to try to set that ball as close to the spot where the ball actually died or where it actually, uh, the dead ball happened, right? Correct. And in, in, in uh, high school rules compared to, you know, Saturday and Sunday stuff, we have a third, a third, a third of the field is a way that the football field is broken up. So there's a lot more left and right play in high school than we get with those other two codes. And that can really play into, you know, your play selection. You're very close to your sideline. Maybe you go to the wide side of the field more. I mean, there's, there's, just, there's a lot of strategy that comes with where the ball is versus middle or left and right on the field. Okay. We're still in 4-3 here. Out of bounds and inbound spots. Article 5. When the ball becomes dead in a side zone or is awarded to a team there or is left there by a penalty, play is resumed at the nearest hash mark. This does not apply to a legal forward pass incompletion. We just talked about that. A replay due to an inadvertent whistle. A replayed try. A free kick or snap, which follows a fair catch or awarded fair catch in the side zone. Okay, tell me what a side zone is. So side zone is the area between a hash mark and the sideline. Okay, makes sense. Yep, so anytime we have the ball dead there, we bring it, just like we do if it goes out of bounds on the sideline, we bring it into the hash closest to it. If we're between the hashes, we leave the ball exactly where it was as far as left and right is concerned. Yeah, so if it's an illegal forward, if it's a legal forward passing completion, it just comes back to the same spot. Yeah, just because keep, you they, threw it way over to the left side. They they keep coming back to the same thing. They're just saying if you throw the ball, you don't like if it dies over in the side zone and you were in the middle of the field, you don't because it died over there. Go over to yeah. the hash, then it comes back to its previous spot. Is what they yeah. that's covering. I think that's one of those things where, me personally, I could start to overthink it, but it's it's really a very simple yep. rule. All right, B, a replay due to an invert whistle. It's just coming back to the same spot where it was. It's not like, oh, well, we, we ran to the left because we wanted to be Correct. on the left. We got to, you know, we want to set it over there. A replay try, and then a free kick or snap, which follows a fair catch or award a fair catch in a side zone. Both the C and D situation, uh, you're allowed to put the ball wherever you want still. So you give a fair catch, you can actually move it left and right. You have that privilege. Oh, you can. Same thing on a replay try. Okay, so let's say we have a try play. We're going for two points. We run over to the right side. The ball dies over there, but there was a foul by the uh, defense at that point. So we're going to go, whatever the foul was, we're going to enforce the foul. since we're Probably half the distance to the goal. Yeah, well, yeah. So um, whatever the foul is, there's there's some different procedures for. But now that I'm doing a try again, maybe I don't want to be in the middle of the field now because I'm half the distance. I want to go from the left side and run a better two-point play. Okay. Um, same thing with if we we line up for a try, we have encroachment by the defense, we were in the middle of the field. Since I'm replaying the try, I have the opportunity now to move it. I'm halfway up closer. I want to go for two points from the right side instead of being in the middle of the field. So that's why it doesn't apply in this case because when you replay yeah. a try, you have the right to move it wherever you want again. And then at a fair catch or awarded fair catch, 
if I catch it on the right hash, I can say, hey, ref, I want to start the ball on the left hash. So if it's an awarded fair catch, I can I could pick the spot where I, I start the, the uh, next set of downs. Yeah, it's kind of like a touchback where you they, they have the right to pick and choose where they want it. 90% yeah. of the time we put it in the middle of the field and people yeah. just play from there. But uh, they do, they can tell us if they want it someplace different. Yeah, okay. So we, we talked about it, but there's just one little sentence. You know, in A and B, uh, the ball is returned to the previous spot. I think we covered that. Yep. Article 6, before the ready for play, A may designate, so team A may designate the spot from which the ball is put in play anywhere between the hash marks. And here I think this is where we get into it, right? Correct. Uh, and I think we've got A through G here. So A for a try. So before the ready for play, A team A may designate the spot for which the ball is put in play anywhere between the hash marks for a try. Mm-hmm. Okay, after a touchdown for a kickoff right following a safety following a fair catch following an awarded fair catch or following a touchback and then finally g for the start of each series using an overtime procedure yeah so uh there are some different rules for overtime throughout the country uh, minnesota rules are uh it's first and 10 from the 10 unless the ball is moved uh, elsewhere if we did have a penalty by the team that's going to put the ball in play first it would be first and goal from the 25 if they actually had a 15-yard penalty in the dead oh, ball okay. period. So it's always first, they always get four downs, right? It's, it's always four downs, and it's first and goal from wherever you're starting. It's kind gotcha. of the way to look at that. Yeah. All right, so the last one on this uh, rule four. 4-3, four, Article 7. When a team may designate the spot along the proper yard line from which the ball is to be put in play, it shall have the same privileges if the down is to be replayed or dead ball fall occurs. We basically just went through that. That's just basically restating what you just yeah, went through. So is there any the, nuances? Where this comes into play is, uh, you know, I we, we had a fair catch. We put it on, you know in on the right hash, let's just say. Then we have encroachment by the defense. Since, since we are now putting the ball in play uh, still after a reward fair catch, this is saying I can still move it if I want to. Why you would, I, I don't know. There might be some more close to the end zone reasons for doing that. But uh, it just says that if there's a foul and you're still the team who has the order for a catch, you keep your privilege to move it if you want to. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Well, that was rule four, Luke. I think we got through it pretty darn quick. Uh, let's just, uh, we'll, we'll end it here. We'll say uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on rule five. Well, you're at the game and it's Friday night And you want to make sure that the calls are right This is high school football rules There's a hole in a fumble and an illegal pass Now what do you do cause you're the raffle This is high school football rules Well, sit on down and kick right back You're gonna listen to Luke and Matt They're talking high school football Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at HSFR Podcast. Twitter at HSFR Podcast. Or email us at highschoolfootballrules at gmail.com. That's highschoolfootballrules at gmail.com.